0: hey folks welcome to the natural medic adventures i'm your host craig the natural medic on this week's episode what we want to talk about i'm going to give you four tips on how to better do solo backpacking trips if you're new to the channel i want to welcome you here and let's get started in talking about some solo backpacking tips to help you enjoy your time better in the outdoors so the first tip that I have to offer is to research your destination wherever you decide you want to go whether that be a national forest a national park a state park what have you Do your due diligence by doing research on that area. For example, you need to find out the answers to these questions. Do I need a permit? How do I obtain a permit? Is there a cost for the permit? And so forth. Now there's a lot of places out there that no permit is required, but you need to find that out before you get out there to help you enjoy your time and not get a fine for being in an area that requires a permit. The permitting process, of course, is there for a reason. Primarily it's to control how people are utilizing a resource and trying to, it's a way to prevent overuse, but it's also a form of revenue production, of course, for the park or whatever facility that you might be going into. The next thing in researching your area you need to look at is what type of camping. Are there designated camp spots? Are there dispersed camping where you can just pretty much camp anywhere out there that you want? That's something you need to know about because if you're going to go a certain amount of miles and you have to camp out in a designated spot, you definitely need to be aware of what those spots are. If it's not as big of a deal, and you don't have to camp in a designated spot, then all good. But it's good to know that ahead of time. Another thing in your research, what type of water is available? in the place that you're going. Are there abundant water sources? Are there only perennial or limited time water sources where you're going? You need to know ahead of time, where can you collect water? How are you going to collect water? Because water, of course, is one of the most important resources that keeps the body alive. We also use it to cook, use it to to a limited extent on a backpacking trip to cleanse ourselves. but we are using it for a number of reasons. So adequate research on water sources is time well spent. And also while you're at it, while you're thinking about those water sources, you may want to consider what type of purification or filtration methods that you would consider. If you're going into areas that are below freezing, filters such as the Sawyer, whether it's a Mini, a Squeeze, uh, or the Katadyn Katadyn B-Free, all of those are subject to freezing. So you need to consider that in your plans how are you going to take care of that and protect that filter so that you can have adequate fresh water? And we'll talk about this a little bit more in the next point, which is talking about being prepared with your equipment. That is something to consider. Now, another thing to think about in your research is, what is the terrain like? If you're an avid hiker backpacker already how many realistically how many miles can you do in a day how many miles do you want to do in a day you know if you're going to be camping out in designated camp spots you may be required to do a certain number of miles to get to those designated camp spots those may be assigned to you as you arrive from the ranger station that's something to keep in mind You want to think of something that's not going to go beyond your experience your level of fitness and so forth that's definitely something to keep in the back of your head for sure also when you're researching a place you have to think about since you're going solo you have to think about you know how are you going to get out of this trail Is it a loop trail, is it an out and back trail? Those are things to consider. If it's a loop trail, it's pretty easy. You park at one spot, or maybe there's more than one spot on the loop that you can park, different trailheads to access. You leave your vehicle there, you go around the loop, and you hike out, no big deal. Now, if you're on a out and back trail, You may have an option to utilize a shuttle service to leave your vehicle at the end or to use another shuttle service outside of the area that you're in. It may provide a service to drop off or pick you up and bring you back to your vehicle or to take your vehicle to a, a certain point. So something else to consider in your research. I think that pretty much covers the research aspect of your trip. So the next part is being prepared. I'm an Eagle Scout, so that's ingrained in my brain to be prepared. If I have equipment that's new to me especially, I'm going to want to try that out. A tent for example. I want to set that tent up before I get out to where I'm going to be camping because I want to make sure if it has poles, I want to make sure that the poles are there and they're all functional. The right number of stakes, guy lines, what, what have you. I want to make sure that that's functional and it's going to work before I get out there and I actually need it. Additionally, other equipment that you might check out. How to properly use uh, your water filtration device or your purification device, whichever you are choosing to use. How does your air mattress inflate? How does your sleeping bag or your quilt, your sleep system, how do those things work? If you've got a brand new one, you wanna make sure that you are able to use that, that it fits you and is adequate for your needs. And that involves taking into account what the weather is going to be like. And when you're talking about the weather, you definitely want to be able to think about what preparations you have for the weather if it's going to be raining, of course you need to take adequate rain gear. And trust me from experience, if there is zero chance of rain on your duration of your trip and you don't bring a raincoat, somehow, some way it will rain. So you definitely need to have some sort of rain gear with you. Rain jacket, rain jacket pants, a poncho, something, to protect you from the rain because if you don't do that I guarantee it's gonna rain on you and it's good to be prepared anyway and with that being said you need to think about the other layers know, what is the weather going to be is the weather going to be above freezing below zero think about all these things and take into account your equipment a lot of times during the more temperate times of the year when the weather can be warmer. That's relative depending on where you live, where you're watching this. Trail running shoes might be more than adequate. But if it's winter time like it is for me now, and when I film this here in January in Texas, it's windy right now. The air temperature is somewhere around the mid fifties, but at night it's been getting down to below freezing. So I definitely, if I was camping out, I definitely want to have warmer layers with me to put on when the sun goes down. And especially in the winter months, you want to think about how much longer it's dark. The sun is not shining as long in the Northern hemisphere So your hours of daylight are not as long. Your hours of night are going to be longer and therefore you're going to need to keep yourself warmer. So always think about what kind of clothing you need to bring, such as a base layer, a mid layer, and a more insulative outer layer in addition to Uh, rain shell or some kind of water-resistant or waterproof uh, shell to keep yourself mostly dry. Additionally, in the the be prepared part of things, you want to have plenty of food. Always, when you're following the 10 essentials, talk about that in a second, you want to have Adequate food for the days you're going to be out. For example, if you're going to be out for a weekend trip, three days, two nights, let's say, you probably want to take a little bit extra food beyond that in case your trip is extended for whatever reason. Maybe you had to stay out longer because you took a wrong branch on the trail. Maybe you had to stay out longer because you had to take a detour because of maybe a bridge was out or something like that on the on the river crossings or water crossings. So always think about those things in your mind about what other things you could do to keep yourself prepared. I've talked about the ten essentials on other videos in on the Natural Medic Adventures, and I'll link to some of those below in the description. But definitely you wanna carry the 10 Essentials everywhere you go, whether you're day hiking, overnight hiking, backpacking, whatever, just so you're prepared in case the worst happens. Now, more often than not, the worst does not happen. But just in case it does you can be prepared and be ready in those situations so once you have researched the area that you're going to and you found out all the information that you need and you have checked and double checked or triple checked your gear set it up if you don't have space of course to set it up in your living room or you have a yard or something you can go to a local park of course and set up your tent or any equipment just to check it out and make sure everything is functional but moving on beyond that is by this time you probably have formulated a plan i'm going to be gone friday night saturday night be back sunday roughly at x time so what you can do is use that plan to tell somebody where you're going what you're doing and when you expect to be back that could be a family member that could be a boyfriend girlfriend spouse whomever it could even be the ranger station you get to the ranger station at the park or wherever you are and you say hey I'm gonna go on XYZ trail, I'm leaving now. I plan on being back on Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening or whatever the plan is. That way, if you don't show up, somebody knows when to go looking for you. And that's a good thing to have. Now, something that is not 100% essential, but I did just do a video on it last week. I'll link to that in the description below, is having a satellite communication device. The one that I carry, I just carried it on my last trip, had excellent uh, time using it, very easy to use, is the Garmin InReach Mini. And the Garmin InReach Mini is like most of these satellite communicators. It does very well at transmitting messages between you and whoever you choose, on your list. And additionally you can use that particular device to signal for help if you get injured. Which is very useful in a solo situation because you never know what you might get into. And it's good to have a backup plan in case that doesn't work now of course before you go out especially if you're going solo make sure like I said you carry the 10 essentials including first aid and know how to use that stuff that's in that first aid kit just in case you get injured that's a good thing now the last thing on the list for today is to get practicing if you're a brand new hiker backpacker I would not recommend you just go out immediately with your brand new gear <laughs> or whatever gear you have and just go do a 30-mile a trail. <laughs> I don't recommend that. What I do recommend is you start practicing. Depending on where you're located, when you're watching, there may be snow on the ground where you're located. I'm in Texas It has been a little bit cool this month, but no snow so far. But perfect time for practicing your hiking skills by going out and day hiking. Go to your local parks, your local state parks, national forests, whatever you have near you and practice your hiking skills. Walk around with a fully loaded pack if you want, your backpacking gear, and practice carrying that load so that you know what that's going to be like and you can get your body used to that. And some equipment, of course, you may have a breaking-in period for that. So it might be something you want to carry with you and use as well when you're doing day hikes. If you've never Uh, camped out by yourself before maybe go to a local state park or place that has camping and do some car camping that will give you the experience of getting that practice in of being by yourself and if you need to bail your car is right there you have that safety net and just gradually extend yourself out further and further. Longer day hikes, longer times camping, until you're ready to take that step. There is no rush of course as to when you need to take that trip, that solo backpacking trip. If it feels more comfortable for you, get with a group if you can find one in your area. If you're like me and you're in a rural area where you don't have a lot of people interested, You're just gonna have to go eventually by yourself if you wanna go because there's just nobody around here where I live currently that is interested in the same type of things that I'm interested in. Once you feel like you're ready, you can challenge yourself by going out and doing it. So that's pretty much what I had to say today on today's video. I gave you four tips on how to be a better solo backpacker. If you got value of any kind from this video or podcast, you can send me a comment, give me the good old thumbs up, and I'll see y'all out there on the trail. Thanks.